You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a b- But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina here with Mike Florio, Pete Considori, producing the show. And uh, let's talk baseball for a second. Uh, we, we were kind of texting a little bit before uh, you know the start of the show last night, just you know prepping. And uh, I made a prediction that actually came true. Yes, you did. Yeah. You said the Yankees were going to get to Corey Kluber in the third, <laughs> and that they did. My friends got on me a little bit because I have a, as most people probably yeah, do, yeah. I have a group chat with a lot of my good friends, right. and uh, Corey Kluber, they got to him in the first. Yeah. He looked, so, but the Yankees, uh, Yankees Indians, Indians. Match, yeah. he settled down in the second, mm-hmm. and I said, he's just going to mow them down the next few innings. Mm-hmm. Like, they were up 3-2, the Indians, and I was just like, Corey Kluber's going to go six innings, yeah. he's going to gut this through. And I was dead wrong. You were right on the money. I might not be able to tell you who to start a quarterback this week, but I did predict the court clooper. I will tell you this, Joey. I, I was going to bring it up during the break. We brought up Jay Bruce. Yeah. He came up in that at-bat in the eighth, and I said, Jay Bruce is going to tie this game up. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was like, no, no. He laid off those two good breaking balls by mm-hmm. David Robertson. Mm-hmm. And I said, even more. It was 3-1 count then. I said, he's tying it up right here. Yeah, Fastball. Tie game. I, I'm not saying like I mean obviously I was reaching a little bit because yeah. I, I was rooting for the Indians and all, but it, so was it doesn't fun. bother you like as a that he was a former Met. I mean it's not his fault that he got traded, right? No, not but at all. But I don't all. think you were very high on him I, coming like, into coming this into year. The I wasn't. But no. then he ultimately was like yeah. their second. He won best you hitter. over, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I own his shirt too. I bought yeah. it the day they acquired him. Uh, now talk about one of the dumbest uh, baseball players. Around Araldus uh, uh, Chapman, is <laughs> what he did. Yeah, I mean there, there was a uh, Instagram post by a fan who said that uh, the Yankees should not renew Joe Girardi, their manager's uh, contract for next year. And uh, the, the the Instagram post also called him an imbecile, and Harold Aroldis Chapman liked it. So. These players have to know that this is going to get out because it happens all the time on social media. But I will say this, Joey, Joe Girardi. Yeah. On Tuesday night, yeah, was the best manager in the world yeah. according to Eight Yankee and two fans. Third innings, working that bullpen, and then he brings in. Okay, I get it. Yeah. You could crucify him. He didn't challenge that right. hit by pitch. But that's not only his decision. He rely. He's like the captain. He's the captain here. So he's he he asks his his underlings. Is it worth challenging? Like I wonder why Sanchez didn't like really just you I, know flag. I, I don't Girardi because he, he had to hear that it wasn't. But, know, but Girardi uh, went down he, with... He didn't get hit by a pitch. what works best for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brought in Chad Green in the wild card game. Yeah. Who got out of it. He trusted his bullpen, which is the best weapons the Yankees have. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out for them. I, I'm sorry, but I can't kill the man yeah. for trusting his best no, players. I still, I still like... I, I don't want him to uh, not have his contract renewed. It gets a lot worse than Joe Girardi. Oh, I've yeah. watched Terry Collins the last couple of years. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yes. <laughs> All right, when we come back, Matt Schneidman, Raiders beat reporter for the Mercury News. We'll be talking Raiders on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update.
Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Mike Florio, uh, and uh, pleased to have a special guest. There are a lot of Raiders fans out there, especially in the, the New York area, because uh, Raiders were a really good team in the 70s and early 80s, and New York teams were pretty the bad. The black holes everywhere. Yeah, they were pretty bad, the New York teams at that time. But we have Matt Schneidman, Raiders beat reporter for the Mercury News. Matt, are you there? I am. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, taking uh, part of your weekend and joining us. Uh, by the way, if you want to uh, follow uh, Matt Schneiman, we strongly recommend it. At Matt, M-A-T-T-S-C-H-N-E-I-D-M-A-N. You can follow him on uh, Twitter. And uh, Matt, let's get started with uh, Derek Carr, uh, who uh, was diagnosed with a back fracture and originally expected to be out for two to six weeks. Uh, he actually got in some practice time this week. He was limited, but just the fact that he practiced at all was encouraging. So uh, I, I know word has it that he's trying to convince the coaches to get him into the game this week, but it looks like I would say he's not. But week six, uh, a distinct possibility, you think? Uh, I definitely think so. I, I think he plays against the Chargers in week six. I don't think he plays this week, and I think uh, – you know, listing him as questionable for this Sunday's game and getting him in some limited practice time is maybe just a, a little bit of a ploy to play with the Ravens' head. But yeah. this injury, it's an interesting one, the transverse process fracture, because, yeah, it typically sidelines people two to six weeks, but it's really up to your pain tolerance. So clearly Derek Carr has a high pain tolerance. Uh, this same injury kept... Cam Newton and Tony Romo both out for just one game in 2014. So clearly it's possible to to not miss as much time as that two to six weeks. Obviously, Carr is feeling better than we all expected. And left tackle Donald Penn told us the other day he's way ahead of schedule in his rehab. It was great to see, for the Raiders' sake, him throwing in practice, not just stretching and jogging, but throwing as well. He was dancing yesterday to the, to the music over the speakers at practice. So I definitely think that that we'll see him against the Los Angeles Chargers in, in Week Six at home. He'll maybe dress for for tomorrow, probably play with people's heads right up until game time. But I think EJ Manuel plays the whole game, and then you'll see Carr next week. Hey Matt, so speaking of EJ Manuel, what is the game like? What can fans expect to see from Manuel? Are they going to try to ride Lynch this week, or is Manuel going to be you know slinging the ball a lot and and trying to hit Cooper and Crabtree and those guys? I think he's going to be throwing the ball more because you see guys like Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper needs one or two catches on the first drive or in the first quarter to really get going because he's probably been the most one of the most disappointing receivers in the league, just, just in terms of you know the expectations he came into the season with. So we were talking to Manuel the other day, and he said it's up to him to get Cooper going. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw EJ target 
Amari, you know, once or twice, maybe even three times early on to get him going. And then Michael Crabtree's back after missing last week at Denver with a chest injury that he suffered the week before at Washington. So you got two receivers whose stock is, it could be up by the end of the first quarter. So I think you see Manuel looking for them. Plus, the run game's really struggling. So mm-hmm. I know they're going to want to get that uh, back in motion again this week. But I think it'll be a little bit harder to do that than it, than it will be to get you know Cooper and Crabtree going. Plus, uh, EJ Manuel isn't like Connor Cook from last year. EJ Manuel has started 17 games in this league. Granted, there's a reason he's a backup. Granted, there's a reason he couldn't stay on as a starter in Buffalo. But he's a guy who can throw the ball. He's a guy who can run himself. But uh, I think you'll see him throwing more than, than handing off tomorrow. So you mentioned Crabtree, uh, Michael Crabtree. had a chest injury, also a bruised lung. Uh, at least that's what we heard. Uh, practicing in full late this week. Uh, I think he's going to start from, from what you said. But is he going to be 100% come game time? It seems like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, normally those... Not 100% guys are limited on Friday. Crabtree was able to get in a full practice, which was a good sign. Um, he wasn't, you know, he, he was a doubtful participant, doubtful heading into last weekend's game. Obviously, I, I, I guess that big hit he took late against Washington was a little too much. But I think you're going to see a healthy Michael Crabtree. Not the Michael Crabtree that, that caught three touchdown passes right. against the Jets in week two, but a, a healthy Michael Crabtree that we should expect, you know, wide receiver one production out of. And and speaking of the wide receiver on the other side, I know you brought up Cooper and how they probably want to get him going early. Just a 38% catch rate. We know he leads the league in drops. So, And not only that, it doesn't really get much easier for the Raiders in the next couple of weeks facing some tough secondaries. What exactly is wrong with Amari Cooper so far this year? Is it a confidence thing? Can we expect to get him going? Or is it going to be, you know, these next couple of weeks against these tough matchups are going to be up and down, and then Cooper could really start to take off? Yeah, well, no one will ever say this, but it has to be in Amari Cooper's head, all these drops. Um, you know, he, his explanation last week was you know, he's just starting to run before he catches the ball, and, that, and that's an issue that, you know, plagues high school and college kids. You know, they start running upfield before they have the ball secured in their hands, and that, as you said, Amari Cooper's league high seven drops. Not good. Probably not good for the Raiders or him or anyone. Um, so his thing that he was saying this week, he needs to get going early. You know, he he had two catches for a meager nine yards last week. Didn't really have anything going until late in the game, or or he wasn't really targeted until late in the game. So I think, like I said, you're going to see Manuel look for him early and often to get him going. Uh, and hopefully, for the Raiders' sake, he uh, learns how to catch the ball. He knows how to catch the ball, but hopefully, for the Raiders' sake, he he applies that because, as you saw uh, again, Denver, he had a crucial drop late in the game around the ten yard line when the Raiders were going for the touchdown, and that kind of hurt them. Um, but yeah, for the Raiders' sake, that they're going to need the the Amari Cooper of old that that we all expected him to be this season. Yeah, he, he was so great at Alabama. It's just shocking to see him struggle so much. But uh, let's move over to mm-hmm. the uh, run game. Uh, you mentioned that it's been struggling, and uh, it, it definitely has. I mean, what can we uh, expect from uh, Marshall Lynch for the long term going forward? I mean, his carries uh, were limited in week three, but let's face it, they were playing behind against the Skins, and uh, we could give him a pass because week four he played against a very tough Broncos run defense. But uh, – 
can we expect his role to increase as the season wears on or is he already starting to feel the effects of uh, you know taking that year off and the pounding that a running back takes uh, week to week exactly I, I don't think we're going to see his role increase I mean maybe increase more than the nine carries for 12 yards he got last week just because that was a great Broncos run defense the Raiders need a lot more out of Marshall Lynch in terms of yards per carry you know on first down he's getting anywhere between none and three yards they need him to get four five six yards to make it easier on the quarterback to to convert these first downs and not sit up third and longs that Raiders have faced you know it, and Marshawn Lynch isn't a player you know he's toward the tail end of his career he's not a player who can play all four quarters so the Raiders have to rely a lot on Jalen Hurd that backup mm-hmm. who has showed flashes of explosiveness out of the backfield but he's a guy who's going to get a lot of playing time in the middle quarters because they've been giving Marshawn extended periods of rest to to keep him fresh for that fourth quarter because they brought him here to be that closer, that guy who can get those four, five, six-yard gains Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter to kind of hold off other teams, and that's what he did against the Titans in week one. Didn't really need to against the Jets in week two because the Raiders were up so much, and then, you know, what's the need for a closer if you're not winning in the fourth quarter like like the last two weeks? So I think you're going to see tomorrow. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Raiders win, but I think you're going to see a little bit more Jalen Rashard uh, DeAndre Washington in the second and third quarters to keep Marshawn Lynch fresh for, for that fourth quarter. But, yeah, they definitely do need more from him, and it has been disappointing from that perspective this season. Following up on Lynch, so for fantasy owners, I mean, like you said, week one was the only real game where they needed Lynch to be the closer. Every other game they've either been trailing or it's been a blowout one way or another. Is that so, so if that's what we're going to continue to see, there's going to be more weeks than not where Marshawn Lynch is a disappointment just because of game scripts, correct? Or do you think as the season goes on and as you know they, they do a good job limiting him early on that we could really start to see them cut loose as the season goes on? Or is this going to be a trend all year? I think it's going to be a trend. You know, I don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to magically start reeling off 15, 20-yard gains. He's a guy who's going to run between the tackles. He's a guy who's going to, you know, lead the league in, in yards after contact, but he's not going to reel off many explosive runs. He's not going to catch many balls out of the backfield. So he, he's not <clears throat> brought here to to run for 100 yards a game. He's brought here to move the chains, per se, and that's not uh, kind to, to fantasy owners, I guess, and definitely probably not a good fantasy play. Real quick, we have less than a minute. Who's his backup? Is it Richard Washington, or would it be a committee? Jalen Richard. Okay, all right. Uh, Jalen Richard. Yeah, DeAndre Washington is also questionable for this week with a hamstring issue. Mm-hmm. But Richard has been his backup all season. Richard uh, has been the guy to to reel off explosive plays and will make catches out of the backfield. So he's probably been the most impressive running back this season. Gotcha. So that, you're listening to Matt Schneidman, Raiders beat reporter for the Mercury News. Follow him at Matt Schneidman on Twitter. Thanks for coming on with us, Matt. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much. You as well. All right. We'll be back with more Week 5 Game Previews on Weekend Fantasy Update. Ezekiel Elliott. Carl Anthony Towns. Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year. Much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Jugalita Mike Florio preparing you for a big Sunday, Week 5. And the countdown is on for Week 5 Sunday action. You realize that that's the name of that song, the final countdown? Yeah, uh, yeah of course. Yeah. You knew I, that, right? Yeah, but I knew you, the song. Yeah. I don't know but, where but it's it, from. But if someone said that, you know, you can learn everything like soup to nuts, you'd have no clue what they, they're talking about. So during the break, Joey said, soup to nuts. And I was just like, what? I don't know what that means. I don't know if I want to know what that means. I, I think I need to get a copy of the Urban Dictionary, which I'm sure is just an online kind of thing, and just read it, you know, back to back. Cause yeah, you, get you, ready. you can't come out here saying soup to nuts, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Work with you, Frank. I got to learn all the, the hipster lang- lingo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're talking about why soup and nuts would be used in the same conversation. I, I have absolutely no idea. Well, you got a little excited when I mentioned the nuts, but it's okay. All right. So why don't we talk about uh, the Steelers versus the Jaguars and Ben Roethlisberger's playing at home. Yay! Eh. <laughs> well, I'm not. It's I'm, better than him playing on the road based <laughs> on what he's done. No, it, it certainly is. I'm not. Sold though on this. I know uh, this is a tough matchup. A tough uh, matchup. The Jags have a real good, good uh, pass defense, but their run defense is uh, not as good. Uh, pretty bad. Uh, I think Le'Veon most, Bell is yeah, the, yes. the must yes, play this. Week. Absolutely. Any DFS lineups to me start with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, the Jags have given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to running backs, five point seven yards per carry, one hundred and sixty-five yards per game. Five rushing touchdowns. Anything else we could say badly about the uh, the Jaguars' run defense? <laughs> no, but I think the fact that their pass defense is so good yes. only helps Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm fading, not in season long, of mm-hmm. course, but in DFS or anything, yeah. I'm fading Antonio Brown. Yeah. He gets Jalen Ramsey. He's got a temper on him, huh? Oh, yeah. He was throwing <laughs> that cooler around. In his defense, that was like an easy touchdown. He yeah. would have scored last week. It was just uh, in case you don't know what we're talking about, uh, he kind of went to the sidelines and had a little temper tantrum oh, after uh, oh, Roethlisberger didn't get him the ball. Isn't doing it justice. <laughs> yeah. But Jalen Ramsey's going to be likely shadowing him. Mm-hmm. Ramsey, they used to shadow all opposing teams' best wide receivers. A.J. Boye, probably on, on Bryant, you, yes. you would think, right? Here's the thing on Ramsey, though. He is averaging .3 yards for every snap in coverage, the lowest in the league. Mm-hmm. He has not allowed a play to go for more than 10 yards this season. Right. Obviously, he hasn't guarded a wide receiver at the caliber of Antonio Brown because, let's be frank, there's no wide receiver at the caliber of Antonio Brown. Right. But... We've seen it. I wrote it in my article this week. The home road splits, maybe that's a factor for Big Ben. It's not with Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. This year, at least, the Brown has had two big games and two games where he's been okay. Mm-hmm. He's never bad, but the two games he's been okay, tough 
cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. He had Jimmy Smith on Baltimore last week, and a couple weeks ago he had Xavier Rhodes on, on the Vikings. And both of those guys really limited him, kept him in check, and then the other two games he had great matchups. He went off. Right. So I, I'm a little worried about Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting Martavis Bryant. Like right. you said, mm-hmm. tough matchup for him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a game with more than three catches all year. On the other hand, Steelers have... Uh second fewest fancy points per game to wide receivers. So, I mean, is there anyone out of this passing game with the Jags that you'd start? I mean, maybe Alan Hearns. I was surprised when I saw, according to a pro football reference, he has seven red zone targets this season, Alan Hearns. I mean, I, I might fade uh, Lee. Not that, you know, you know, I'm always into Lee, but he has been my favorite uh, Jags receiver, but dealing with a rib issue. But I guess if I had to start one, this week it would probably be Hearns, no? I think Hearns over Lee going forward because mm-hmm. of those looks when they get near the end zone. I mean, right. the touchdowns have been going Hearns' way, and because of that, I think that he has kind of have to be, especially in standard leagues, has to be boosted a little bit. But again, I don't really feel great about either of these guys. Mm-hmm. Both are borderline. Wide receiver three, wide receiver four in that range for mm-hmm. me. Right around like guys like Terrell Williams, Sammy Watkins. They're right. all in that same range. Now, Jags running back, uh, Leonard Fournette, to me, matchup proof based on volume. I mean, uh, the Jags are, uh, the, are running the second fewest percentage of pass plays this season. Uh, Fournette hasn't knocked you out with his yards per carry, but just over uh, 20 carries per game and has scored a touchdown in every game this season. Uh, Also, helping uh, Bortles out in that passing game, 31 receiving yards on average per game. So he's someone I think that uh, you should always be in You can run all over Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. and I expect Fournette and Bell. I think this is just going to be a game where both of these guys go off. Right. So... Look to get them both into your, your DFS lineups. Obviously, in the season long, they're both must play. Let's move on to another game. How about Dolphins-Titans? We, did you have a game in mind? or No, I'm All down right. for Dolphins-Titans. Right. So we talked about Marcus Mariota, quarterback for the Titans, being a game-time decision. Um, smoking Jay Cutler. <laughs> to me, he's a sneaky play. <laughs> I know you're shaking your head, but Titans have given up four passing touchdowns to quarterbacks in each of the last two games. I mean, if... This is like another line in the sand. If he, if he can't do it now, this week, then he's never going to do it. I have Jay Cutler ranked 19th at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And last week... I mean, it's not a slam dunk, but I just... No, I, I get where you're coming yeah. from. And last week, that was, he was a sneaky play for me. I had him higher last week against like the this Saints. Week because no one expects him to do anything. Yeah. Everyone expected him you know, to do something against the Saints last year, uh, last week. And, you know, I think that's the way we need to run our fantasy seasons. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Cam Newton was supposed to kick butt against the Saints, and he didn't do it. He did it the following week against the Patriots. But this could be like the sneaky time that Cutler says, hey. You know? And I think part of the reason we're off Cutler is we've expected big weeks the last two weeks. We yeah. thought he could go off against the Jets. Mm-hmm. But Claiborne, Adams, all those guys, they the Jets have a good young secondary. Mm-hmm. So we maybe we should cut him some slack on that. But the London game, to get shut out against <laughs> the Saints, I know that, 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 that may tough. be the hardest thing to do in all of football. All right, I'll give him a little break. Jet lag? I don't know. <laughs> maybe he couldn't get his favorite uh, pack of cigarettes in London. You know, maybe he's used to smoking Marlboro Reds, but they couldn't get them. I, I'll tell you maybe. this though: I, I'm not saying he doesn't care, 
but no one makes it look like they don't give a crap yeah. more than Jay Cutler. Like, well, they're just getting shut out, and he's just like, whatever. I gotta like, say, everyone, not everyone, but so many people were excited when he was taking over for Tannehill. And look, it's nice because, you know, he's a gunslinger, and we thought that he could really take advantage of Devontae Parker and whatnot. But when you look at this guy's career, it's just been a, kind of a mess, like, you know, very inconsistent and whatnot. Yeah, he's had... His, his nice runs, but, uh, you know, look, if, are you that shocked that he's kind of been inconsistent so far this year? No, not. not at all. And, Joey, this was something I brought up on BFFs uh, the Which other you can day. hear five days a week, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, uh, and also on, on the... YouTube. Yeah. And I took some flack from some of our YouTube watchers, how mm-hmm. Frank Stanfield calls him. <laughs> Devontae Parker has been great for fantasy. Mm-hmm. But does it worry you that... He's done, whether it's his fault or not, he's done it all in garbage time. Because that worries me a tad because Mm -hmm. he was shut down by Morris Claiborne two weeks ago with the Jets. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, the Jets pulled their starters, they had to win in the bag. He caught that literally a touchdown with zeros across the board. It was just a garbage play. The Jets obviously didn't care. He caught that touchdown to save his day. Mm -hmm. Last week. They get shut out, shut out against the Saints. He really did a lot of his damage in the fourth quarter, especially on that last drive. Mm-hmm. Caught a deep ball from Jay Cutler. To me, it's obviously you're not you're happy with what you've gotten so far. But right. I was saying, which has been a little bit more consistent than I even expected, because like kind of almost like a broken record. But when it comes to these big time receivers, these guys who catch these big touchdowns, I just feel that they're a bit inconsistent by by the nature of their job, right? I mean, you know, it's so hard to connect on these long passes. Yeah, and he, he's been, you've been happy with what you've gone out of fantasy. I'm not mm-hmm. complaining about that at all. I own him in the league. I've been very happy. I am, I said though, I'm a little worried that he's been shut down by number one cornerbacks until garbage time. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you are not guaranteed garbage time points. I know they matter. They count right. all the same. But to me, the fact that he's been able to be held in check by the starting cornerbacks for mm-hmm. most of the game every week, to me, it's just a little worrisome. But I took a lot of flack for that. Nah. Uh, you have a good point. I don't think you should have been taking too much flack. Come on, guys. Give Mikey a break. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get your opinion on it because I, I, no, it a really point. seemed like yeah. I was in a camp yeah. by myself mm-hmm. the other day. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Parker could come out. I mean, this is a great matchup for Parker. I think he's a very high-end wide receiver, two this week. Mm-hmm. I'm starting him in a league over Crabtree. Right. And I, I just... To me, it is a, if a tad worrisome, and if it happens this week where he's held in check mm-hmm. for three and three three you quarters, will exact and, your revenge on all the YouTube watchers, and then he catches you know a touchdown like a garbage touchdown <laughs> or whatever. I, I mean, it's just if it's that's the same script. Uh-huh. It I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to be confident in Devontae Parker mm-hmm. every week if that's the case. Right. Uh, any other? Uh, Guys in this in this matchup uh, that you want to talk about? I mean, this is a line in the sand game, I think, for Jay Ajayi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he's been terrible the last two weeks. We know the need I'm just waiting for him because I own him in one league and obviously I invested a first round pick. And I'm just waiting for that one week where he rushes for a 175 yards or something just to, just to give me something, you know? <laughs> the Titans are ninth most fantasy points allowed to running backs. And I think what you're saying isn't crazy mm-hmm. because last year we saw so much of his. Total numbers come on six runs. I believe it was 22% of yeah. his yards on six carries. I think it was three and, games where he had 200 or more yards, And that yards, was more right? than 50% yeah. of, his to- yeah. of, his fantasy, of his total yards, I mean. So, I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe this is who this guy is, very mm-hmm. boomer bust, but he didn't get involved in the passing game last week. Mm-hmm. You have to be down on JJ Jai. Oh, and he really, because he, he was born in London, he was really ticked that they weren't using him that much. But anyway, when we come back, more Week 5 previews. Juggling and Mike Florio on the Weekend Fantasy Update. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Kind of a mystical uh, way of coming back, right? I don't know. I like you, mind, you mind if I just sit here and just meditate for you know, maybe 30 seconds or something? All right, Joey's gone for the day. <laughs> He's going to meditate. He's going to meditate all the way until uh, kickoff tomorrow. There you go. There you go. Uh, Joe Galina, Mike Florio, Pete Contadori doing a great job. Pushing all the right buttons, keeping us flying straight. And uh, let's get uh, to another matchup uh, for Week 5. Cowboys taking on the Packers in Dallas. Last time these two teams met, they scored a lot of points uh, in the playoffs last year, 34-31. And uh, in case you missed it, Cowboys are throwing the ball a bit more uh, this season, right? Uh, 60% of their uh, pass uh, of their plays are, are through the air compared to last year it was 51%. I wonder if maybe uh, in the preseason when they weren't sure whether Elliott was going to be playing or not, maybe they kind of designed more of their plays to uh, be pass plays. It seems that way. Yeah. But I mean, I still the Packers don't run the ball at all really. Mm-hmm. They're they're towards the bottom of the league in total rushes. I believe they're tied for 26th. But uh they they don't run the ball a lot. The Cowboys should run the ball tomorrow, try to control the clock. I expect mm-hmm. a big day out of Zeke because I think as much as they've been letting Dak throw the ball, as good as he has played, uh, I believe Frank Stample is the one who told me that he is the only QB to be a QB1 every single game so far this mm-hmm. year. So shout out to Frank. Good stat there. But Way uh, to go, Frank. <laughs> I, I, Cheech. You As much as well as Dak has played, you do not want to get into a shootout with right. Aaron Rodgers. So I think they are going to try to rely on Zeke. You really rushed for 157 yards against them uh, in that game last year. Yeah. and, and So, I mean... I, and I, I think I know Parker is questionable with the concussion. I'm sorry, not Parker. Adams mm-hmm. is questionable with the concussion. So we'll see on that if he doesn't play. Which it's Geronimo. Yeah, it's Geronimo, Geronimo. time. But I, I think Jordy Nelson is going to feast tomorrow. Yes, yes. Cowboys weak secondary. I have him in one of my DFS lineups. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, and I saw this stat. I fr- I wish I remember who tweeted it to give them credit. I don't. It was after that Thursday night game mm-hmm. last week, which feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. Since he's returned from that torn ACL year, he has scored a touchdown in 74% of the games he has played. Wow. That's that's off the charts, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Most people would kill to score a touchdown in half the games mm-hmm, they play. Mm-hmm. So, Jordy Nelson's a really safe bet every single week to fuck okay. on the end zone. 
I, I think he's going to have a monstrous day. I also think Dez is, and I, I had been off of Dez for a while, I even called him a, a bust preseason. But uh, I think this is the one where he kind of really has his breakout. I mean, he's been slowly but surely coming on, uh, been getting a lot of targets. But uh, uh, last season uh, against the Pack in that playoff game, we were talking about nine for 132 yards receiving with two touchdowns. So I think he could be a, a solid play this week as well. Joey, not to jump games, mm-hmm. but uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out that Martavis Bryant is now questionable tomorrow's for tomorrow's game with an illness. Mm. So keep an eye on that. That just happened right now, he said. Mm. What, what, do you catch him at the CVS buying Pepto-Bismol or something? What kind of illness are we talking about? Just says <laughs> illness. Who knows? Maybe, I mean, it's a Saturday morning. Maybe yeah. he, had, maybe he had a wild Friday yeah. night. He was chugging back a few brews. Mm. Well, we recommended that you didn't start Bryant anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, let him uh, sit home, take his temperature, and drink some warm ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> Any other game? Uh, are, you, are you done with the Cowboys Packers? Any yeah, other game? Uh, I, think, I think we covered that. Uh, uh, I, I'm excited for Rams Seahawks for a real life pers- perspective because this Rams team is a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. Todd Gurley is the RB one on the year right now. Jared Goff, who would have thought that he's a top quarterback so far this year? Right. None of their. I, I mean, and who would have thought that the Seahawks? would give up five yards per carry and 134 rushing yards on average per game. I mean, they were the best run defense last year. This was, you know, after Todd Gurley had a couple big games, we said, oh, look, he gets the Seahawks, he gets... I'm not scared on the Seahawks, and to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. I think Todd Gurley's matchup-proof. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think he's an RB1 every week. He's proven me wrong, because I wasn't very high on him preseason. I don't think many people... No one expected this, I don't think. He's matchup proof to me. I remember Pisapia being high on him, so yeah, kudos yeah. to you, Joe Pisapia. I, I think uh, Cooper Cup, I know the Seahawks struggle out of the slot. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup could uh, have a big, a pretty big game here. Sammy Watkins, I'm not crazy over. I think he's going to see a lot of Richard Sherman. Uh, as for the Seahawks side, great matchup. No team allows more fantasy points per game than the Rams. But again, it's so murky. Is it going to be Lacey? Is it going to be Rawls? I think it's going to be Rawls. I haven't ranked yeah. the highest. Procise is uh, still banged up, n- not looking like he's going to suit up. Uh, so uh, if I had to trust anyone in this backfield, it would be Thomas Rawls. Mm-hmm. I think you could trust Baldwin and Jimmy Graham. Right. On the Rams side, uh, again, I think Cup is a... Uh, is in the flex discussion. Watkins is as well, but I'm not crazy over Watkins. I don't know about Graham. I mean, Rams have given up 13 catches, uh, fourth least to tight end. So I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, look, you, if you have Graham with the way that everything's been uh, happening with the tight end position, I mean, you got to put him in your lineup. But he's just had a kind of quiet season the Rams dealing looking, with an ankle injury The as reason well. I'm excited for this is because the Rams could get this young, fun football team has a chance to get to 4-1 and one mm-hmm. and knock Seattle back to 2-3, have a two-game lead over them. And if if you're doing that, I mean... But but how is Scott the King Angle going to feel if the, the Seahawks are 2-3? and three? Don't you have any... Uh, I remind him every week mm-hmm. that the Bills have a better record than the Seahawks. <laughs> he tells me wait till December. Mm-hmm. The Rams win this game. It's not a guarantee look, that the, the Seahawks The Rams have there. a pretty decent uh, pass rush, right? Yes. Oh, 12, yeah. Twelve and, sacks. And these two teams always third. play each other close. Uh, the Seahawks still have that leaky offensive line, so you know uh, Russell Wilson might be in line for a uh, a tough day against a pretty pretty decent defense. I think though the fact that you know the Rams have allowed so much rushing yards also bodes well for Wilson mm-hmm. because I know they don't. We're not confident in any of their their That's running a good backs. Point, though. Yeah. I think Wilson could. 
could see some rushing yards right. just simply on the fact that there's going to be open running lanes. Right. Jared Goff, uh, he's been streamed before. Uh, I, would you stream him this season, uh, this week? I don't know if I would. I have him as QB 13 on the week, so just outside my QB 1. Mm-hmm. I think he's certainly a QB 2, and maybe, you know, you were the Drew Brees owner and you have no, you didn't have an option, right. and he was the best available quarterback. I think in that scenario, if you were a Breeze or a Ryan owner, or someone along those lines, I, I think he is in the discussion. Obviously, there's 12 guys. That's including though I do have Mariota ranked. Mm-hmm. So if Mariota doesn't play, he will fall out of my top 12. Jared Goff will be a top 12 quarterback for me if that happens. Would you start him or Deshaun Watson this week? I had Deshaun Watson one spot higher. Oh wow, okay. I think the ceiling is there. Although this is something I told Frank. Deshaun Watson, I think we have to tamper expectations a little bit because you look at what he's done the last two weeks, amazing. But he did it against the Patriots, Mm -hmm. the team allowing the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, and the Titans, the team allowing the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Two weeks in a row, the Titans have given up four passing touchdowns. Yeah, so so he he got two phenomenal matchups. Now he gets the Chiefs far from a good matchup. Mm-hmm. This is a big game, a big test for Deshaun Watson. If he goes out and has another big game, I think it is time that we start talking about him every single week as a QB1, but I'm not there yet. Right. Uh I'm close cuz I'm liking what he's doing. Uh he gets it done uh on the ground as well. Uh it, he seems like a a smart quarterback that like there was a play last week where he picked up the the blitz and 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 uh used Miller. You know, and Miller's a good pass catching back, so I like what I've seen out of Watson so far. Uh, I think he's way uh, ahead of uh, like a Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, oh, I, I, I mean, I it agree doesn't hurt 100%. that he has a fantastic uh, receiver who uh, in uh, DeAndre Hopkins, man. I I like Watson. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the future is extremely bright for him and that Texans team. I'm just not willing. Yet, off of those two big games against two really bad defenses mm-hmm. to say, you have to start this guy every week. Right. That, that's what I'm just trying to say. Okay. I, I think he's worth owning. Yeah. Again, with the buys and stuff, I have oh, him yeah. as a low as the QB1. Buys, and we talked about that week eight and nine where you're going to have uh, six teams each. I mean, I mean, that's going to be a time when you're going to be wanting to get him in your starting lineup. Uh, uh, any other things with the, uh, the Rams game? Or uh, we can move over, continue a little bit, Texans-Chiefs. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, 31 receptions, leads all wide receivers. Talked about him. Third most fantasy points. Yeah, and we were talking yeah. about Diggs it. number one, Antonio Brown number two. We were talking about PPR. it the other day. Uh, I, I think I, w- I would rather have Deshaun Watson, uh, not Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry, uh, DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. over Des Bryant rest of season. I yeah, would take I him think, over Brandon Cooks so. rest of season. Mm-hmm. There's an, like He is, to me, now a wide receiver one cemented I don't, You know what? Call me crazy, but I'd almost want Chris Hogan over Brandon Cooks at this age, you know. Yeah, I, I can't. Doesn't knock it look it. like like Hogan? He's taken over uh, Edelman's role, Julian Edelman, uh, who's done for the year, and just week after week, Hogan is scoring touchdowns. Yeah, he the way it works. See, I think I really think Amendola has taken over Edelman's role. He is the possession guy in between mm-hmm. the twenties. They do throw Hogan's way a lot, but Hogan lines up outside a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Where Amendola's in the slot, Brandon Cooks has been getting the yards. We can't. We can't knock that. That's the one oh, thing he has yeah. done. But when they get near the the, uh, the end zone, it's Chris Hogan all day. Yeah, so especially when Gronk is out as well. Kings. Although I will say, I don't think he can. He's obviously not going to score a touchdown in every single game. Mm-hmm. Probably. Not. So if someone offers you a legit offer for Chris Hogan, yeah. it's worth entertaining. Right. 
And so if someone values Chris Hogan as like a an Antonio Brown, one? yeah. Oh, that yeah, <laughs> but, of course. No, not, not I'm not saying oh, trade oh, one oh. for one, but if he values Hogan or she values Hogan like a, as a wide receiver uh, yeah, one, yeah. like like I don't know, maybe uh, I, this is always the name that comes to mind when I talk wide receiver ones. Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. like I'd much rather Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, guys mm-hmm. like that over at Chris Hogan. Right. So if the person who has, I'm sorry, if you have Chris Hogan, right, and there's someone maybe they're down on their luck or whatever, or they believe in him <laughs> that he is a wide receiver one going forward, right, I would make a swap like that. Real quick before we go to commercial, Alex Smith, do you believe in him? I think he gives you a, a very solid floor, but I, I'm not ready to boost him up as a QB1 all like going forward. All right. Mikey Flory is going to take you the rest of the way. I'm Joe Galina for Pico Tadori. We'll be right back on the Weekend Fantasy Update. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning, and, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update. My man Joey Galena, he called to quits halfway through the show. I guess he got sick of us. <laughs> Mike Floyer here, though, taking me to the top of the hour where Al Melchior comes on, rap, recapping you know, a, a fun fantasy se- uh, baseball season as well as all the playoff action. A lot of thrilling games last night, more tonight. Al Melchior is the guy, if you are into baseball at all, he's a great guy. Make sure to stick around for FanRag Fantasy Baseball. And also, if you play fantasy football, why not help out a good cause while doing so? Head over to rotoexperts.com backslash DKMS. That's rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. And, you know, you could read on how to become a bone marrow donor. It's really easy. Greg Sussman did it here on the BFFs. All you do is you swab your cheeks 30 seconds each side of your mouth. You, you've registered online. It's really simple. And, and if you are a match, you will hear from them. And, and you really could help save lives by becoming a bone marrow donor. It takes really short just to sign up. And while you're over at rotoexperts.com slash DKMS, you scroll down to the bottom of the page. You click on this link. It, it takes you to a fantasy draft contest, DFS Week 5 contest. All you have to do is win one week, weeks 1 through 16. So already... Four people have won. There's going to be 11 more winners. After week 16, all 16 of those winners compete in one contest against each other. Whoever wins that week 17 contest is going to get tickets to the Super Bowl in Minnesota this year. So it is going to be cold, but hopefully you know, you get to go there. You get to see your team compete. If not, I mean, hell, you're going to the Super Bowl. So I, that, that's a great cause. And to end the show, I'm actually going to give you my lineup in this DKMS contest. At quarterback, I got Eli Manning for $11,400. The reason is I considered him and Carson Palmer. Both of these guys, they're up there 1-2 and two in pass completions and pass attempts. I think they're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. That's why I want him at my quarterback. A little cheap volume play there. Running back is where I really paid up. 
Le'Veon Bell, 18,000. I mean, me and Joey were talking about it. You need to get Lev Bell in your lineup this week. The Jaguars, awful against the run, great against the pass. I think it just, game scripts lines up for Le'Veon Bell to feast this week. And I'm using in my RB2 his opponent, Leonard Fournette, for $1,303,000. I think Leonard Fournette, again, the Steelers, right now they rank middle of the pack against the running back, but before last week when they got to play Baltimore, they were towards the top in every single category. I just think this is going to be a game where both are good secondaries. It's going to be a lot of running the ball. I also considered Bilal Powell there as well, just if you know you're looking to go a little cheaper. At wide receiver, I have Jordy Nelson as my wide receiver one, 15,300. Like I was saying just before in the last segment, about he scores a touchdown in three out of every four games, multiple touchdowns we know. I mean, this guy could do it all week, secondary by the Cowboys. They're gonna, I think there's going to be a lot of points to be had in this game. That's why I got Jordy Nelson. I got Rashard Matthews. He's my wide receiver two, 10,600. I know you may be saying, oh, Marcus Mariota might not play. Frank Stanfield did a good job on BFFs this week, breaking down Matt, uh Matthews games last week with Matt Castle last year. I mean, really good numbers out of there. So I, I think whether he gets Mariota or Matt Castle, good matchup. He's a favorable play. My tight end, Austin Sferian Jenkins. Browns are the second worst defense against tight ends. My flex, first flex, Antonio Gates. Giants are the worst defense against tight ends. And I also got Carlos Hyde. Great matchup for him as my second flex. I think, you know, running backs and Jordy Nelson are, are really ways I'm going to attack DFS this week. And bringing it all home, my defense, the Bills, they're very cheap on this site. They put up double-digit fantasy points, depending on your league setting, and every single week, and they get a Bengals offense with a weak offensive line. That's all the time we have, though, today. Thank you for listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. Hope you got a lot of information. Hope we help you set your lineup. For Joe Galina, producer Pete Contadori doing a great job. I'm Mike Florio. Thanks for joining us, and make sure to stay tuned. Al Melky or Fan Rag Fantasy Baseball up next.